Hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thigh shit Post me a pic, finna make me a profit When the liquor hit, then the bitch get toxic Why the fuck you in the club when niggas wild? I've been listening Hello lovely people and welcome back to the Jones Chronicles Where we discuss anything and everything Not much interesting happened for me this week So, uh... <laughs> We don't have much to discuss on that front other than this phenomenon I realized is when people are sitting in traffic and one person starts to move up, other people just follow suit. It's like move up a little bit, another bit, another bit, another bit. And I'm like, what is precipitating this? That concludes all of the personal stories from this week. It's just a run of the wheel. Not much really interesting other than uh, I cursed a lot of people out and I was right. And it felt good because I did it professionally and they couldn't clap back because they were wrong. <laughs> and still, and still left the week with a better than expected. So as promised, let's jump into some history. I just want to ask peers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So I said I would cover all of the African kingdoms. Uh, and we are going to continue that journey. With the Ghana Empire, which flourished in West Africa from at least the 6th to the 13th century CE, not connected geographically to the modern state of Ghana, the Ghana Empire was located in the Western Sudan Savannah region, sandwiched between the Sahara Desert to the north and the rainforest to the south. Trade in the Ghana Empire was facilitated by the abundance of iron, copper, gold, and ivory, and easy access to the Niger, not the Niger, because <laughs> someone said that to me once. Uh, and then they asked another follow-up question, if that is where a certain word came from, and I was like, Lord Jesus. And Senegal rivers and their tri tributaries, the Ghana kings residing in the capital at Kombai Saleh grew immensely rich, building up stockpiles of the gold nuggets only they were permitted to possess. Consequently, the reputation of the Ghana spread to North Africa and Europe, where it was described as a fabulous land of gold. And you know all of the colonists or colonials <laughs> of the time particularly in europe where i am the motherland with greed in their eyes the ghana empire was mostly composed of the soniki aka soroko people who spoke mande aka mandingo 
and who occupied the area of savannah between the niger river to the southeast and the senegal river to the southwest these rivers in the sahara desert to the north formed a natural triangle of flat grasslands that the ghana empire would occupy the region dominated by the soniki is often referred to as wagadu in indigenous oral traditions as wangara the muslim geographer's term for the middle niger i have to say this very slowly because it's like tongue twisters and y'all know how i am with words the capital of the ghana empire was most likely kombi or kombi saleh the medieval arab descriptions of a population of 40 to 50,000. now looking conservative after recent evacuations excavations lord jesus which show the city spread over an area of 110 acres with many other smaller settlements immediately surrounding it excavations have also revealed a significant mosque a large public square and parts of a circuit wall and monumental gateway housing was typically of one story and made with mud dried bricks pounded earth and wood or stone all used in the region since prehistory and still in use today really a conglomerate of villages ruled by a single king the empire prospered thanks to a well-trained army which had cavalry units and access to raw materials such as iron ore to make its weapons and gold deposits to pay its soldiers which you know a lot of uh <laughs> other empires were having a hard time doing that that's why they couldn't keep their armies banded together and had to pillage from everybody else it is perhaps significant that blacksmiths and forgers have long enjoyed an elevated status in the Sudan region possession of camels with their utility as transport of goods and people was another factor in the superiority of the soniki or soniki over their rivals with these advantages the ghana empire acquired new territories and new tribute from subjugated tribal chiefs and they could monopolize first local and then regional trade in the ghana empire there is no evidence that kings themselves converted to islam on the contrary ghana's capital of kumbai Saleh was divided into two distinct towns from the mid 11th century CE. One town was Muslim and boasted 12 mosques, while the other, just 10 kilometers away, had joined by many intermediate buildings, or and joined by many intermediate buildings, was the royal residence with many traditional cult shrines and one mosque for visiting merchants. This division reflected the continuance of indigenous anim misbeliefs alongside islam the ghana empire really began to collapse in the 12th century ce the decline set in when other competing training routes op- opened up further east and when the climate became unusually dry for a prolonged period which affected agricultural production and then there's a list of rulers uh solo rulers is what they are called or sosa rulers so so like so so rulers s-o-s-s-o <laughs> so from 1087 to 1090 was kabin diareso from 1090 to 1100 was suleiman 
from 1100 to 1120, Banu Babu. From 1120 to 1130, Majan Wagado. And then from 1130 to 1140, Gain, or Gone, but I'm thinking Gain. 1140 to 1160, Musa, but not that man's a Musa, because I checked it out. I'm pretty sure he's from a different African kingdom. I am correct. He was king of the Mali Empire. So I wanted to verify that because I was like, that, I didn't think he was part of the Ghana Empire. And then from 1160 to 1180, B. Arama. And I'll put the references below. But that is a little peek into some African history. And speaking of Mali, next week we're going to go to manzamuza the richest man on earth and maybe the richest man to ever live actually i'm pretty sure he is the richest man to ever live i'm just gonna throw that out there you know uh happy to be colored <laughs> his skin was brown his birthplace was africa and he was balling So we will talk about him his pilgrimage and the mali empire itself now let's talk about the other promised subject which is who started and where did the anti-vax movement come from because it's been a topic of discussion in the last two years uh, or more like year and a half because it feels like it's been 14 years uh there's been a lot of anti-vax propaganda my sister herself has fallen prey to this she just recently got her children vaccinated so that they can return to school and get their proper education because you know her beliefs do not outweigh the fact that she can't do it oh now you fucked up 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 also she's full of shit like i have nothing i'm not gonna be like okay i respect you if you're anti-vax you're anti-vax but i'm not gonna not drag you on the side i'm just not i'm a thought i'll own it i'm not ashamed i'm not gonna go out of my way to find you and drag you but if i'm talking to you and then you're like oh i'm an anti-vaxxer i'm like oh okay and then i'm going to the car to find someone so that i can drag you because it makes no sense and i'm looking like her like bitch you were vaccinated do you feel as if something went wrong in your life she's also a vegan and is making her children a vegan and i hate it because she doesn't understand how that's stunting their growth and if you look at them you'll see they are too small for their age so um people who keep joining into this the same people that's like well maybe the earth isn't round no you big piece of shit Stop jumping on this false propaganda bullshit. <laughs> and don't even know where it come from. Don't even look up the history. Just, just, and it was a few paper. No, go, go to the beginning. Always go to the beginning. There's actually, uh, I was just listening to a story. Don't ask me what it was about, but it ended up going back to the beginning. And all of this time, all of these actual PhDs were absolutely wrong because they never went back to the original source and then when they went back to the original source they're like fuck me that's not what that says and we've been 
passing that shit down for generations as fact and it's not so on one hand i know uh, a anti-vax or anyone will use that as a probable argument no it's not a probable argument it's to say whatever you do you yourself as a person are required to seek knowledge not be told what knowledge is you gotta seek it out you gotta verify it especially if you're making it a stance of your personal life you better be researching that shit end up in the hospital that's why people be getting on that 1200 calorie diet and they wonder why they in the er so i'm like i'm feeling faint bitch it says talk to a doctor before you start this shit <laughs> i'm sorry okay let's get back to the topic at hand so we're gonna discuss because this is particularly where the person the movement came from herman hugh Fudenberg, md phd is part of a small but noisy network of misguided health professionals who claim that vaccinations are dangerous and that mercury poisoning is a major cause of autism he routinely advises against giving immunizations during infancy and early childhood he has also promoted the dubious notion that transfer factor quote-unquote is an effective treatment for autism yeah we'll we'll find we'll we'll find out why that's so fucked up in november of 1995 the south carolina medical board found foodenberg guilty of engaging in dishonorable unethical or unprofessional conduct fined him ten thousand dollars ordered him to surrender his license to prescribe controlled substances and place his license on indefinite suspension the board's order shown below said that he could apply for probationary status if he underwent a neuropsychiatric examination and was judged capable of practicing medicine safely in march of 1996 he was permitted to resume practice under terms of probation that did not permit him to prescribe any drugs his license expired in january of 2004 and in march 2004 he applied to have it reinstated however after a hearing in which the board considered a neuropsychiatric report issued in 2003 funnenberg agreed to remain in a quote-unquote retired status and withdrew his application for reactivation of his license now what does this tell you what rationale can you put behind this right a man is already revoked his license indefinitely right for unethical behavior for practicing bad medical advice by his peers his peers now everybody who loves to get on the internet don't seem to understand that they need a degree reading a whole bunch of shit don't make you an expert it just doesn't i love history i'm not a history expert i'm not i get all excited i know a lot of stuff but i'm not an expert an expert can pull out the dates out of their ass okay an expert can sit there and talk to you about on six hour dissertation about what they're talking about you internet people are not experts including myself i'm in that crowd i'm not an expert we're not experts so when things happen where you the, your board of your peers that are the experts are telling you you are not capable of practicing medicine because it's unethical 
that is telling you that this person is unqualified not to mention he wants to get his license reinstated between a year <laughs> from january to march of that same year two months so they allowed him in 1996 to resume his practice and something happened between 1996 and 2004 where they and then they got the psychiatric report that says no you're not okay mentally in the head this is everyone's jesus right now for those people that are onto that and the people that come out of it they even say it's like a cult <laughs> they really, and i've seen people who were anti-vaxxers and then they come out of the anti-vax and there's like i don't know what the fuck happened i have no idea but when the facts are very clearly presented to you it's like oh <laughs> this is the guy that you're putting all putting your children's lives at risk for the south carolina board's website lists his license as lapsed and they're doing it because he's a white man. You're fucking a white male. You're a white man. He's a white man in America. And while they don't agree with what he's saying and doing, he hasn't technically done anything illegal, like hurt a patient or anything. Fudenberg's lack of a license does not appear to have stopped him from offering medical services to the public. <laughs> His neuroimmunotherapeutics research foundation website offers the following services <laughs> review of past medical records 750 dollars per inch this is how he is gouging people right y'all wonder how those pastor churches get so with all the money none of it taxable this is the same people determining what tests are they are are needed or in the test and interpreting the test is 750 dollars and determining which therapy will work usually two hours is 750 dollars so a little bit more background information in 19 in the 1980s Fudenberg began claiming that the mmr vaccine causes autism the scientific consensus says that no evidence links the vaccine to the development of autism and that the vaccine's benefit benefits greatly outweigh its risks. Funnenberg published his research in the Fringe Journal, which basically means not real, <laughs> not backed up by any scientific evidence, <laughs> and not supported by that community. Biotherapy, now discontinued in case you want to go looking for it, in 1996 concluding that 15 of the true autism patients developed symptom symptoms within a week after immunization with the mmr vaccine further asserting that Fudenberg, quote-unquote heal children with a quarter fully normalized <laughs> oh, this is not funny but this is just basically mad science this paper was cited by Andrew Wakefield's fraudulent 1998 Lancet paper. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> the proposal of a vaccine autism link has been called the most damaging medical hoax of the last hundred years. 
You're gone. Fired. Out of here. Ain't nothing I can do for you. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Fudenberg claimed in a 2004 interview with Brian Deere that he was able to cure autistic children using his own bone marrow. Fudenberg was a co-inventor of the autism quote-unquote treatments. Wakefield obtained a patient for in 1997 and Wakefield stated the same year in a letter to the bursary of Royal Free Hospital School of Medicine that he was waiting on a business plan from NITRF. The respondent admitted that he was on numerous occasions of the respondent admitted that he has on numerous occasions obtained controlled substances and legend drugs namely prosin ambien lasix and potassium from a member of his office staff and others and that he has unlawfully obtained these controlled substances for his own use and has in fact used these medications I am so high, I can hear and that's what i call history along with the mali empire next week we'll also discuss beatriz de paliasos i gotta figure out the right way to say her name but she may have been the first woman of biracial or black ancestry to set foot in the new world she actually is widely considered to be the first so we'll hear about her story along with along with molly next week and now let's get into some music let's get it so we just gonna go down the that's my shit list which turned out to be um a lot more songs than 25 so i'm gonna leave it at 25 and then we gonna have to swoop back around and, and uh get some more get some more because <laughs> i got a lot of that's my shit Plus, I really like listening to music on Fridays, so I don't know. Let me know. Do you like the music thing? Do you not like the music thing? Uh, I feel like it's like a mini dance party, but uh, I'll throw that, that poll out this weekend. I did throw up another poll out. I think it should be wrapping up about what you want me to talk about, uh, more history. A lot of people pick more history and uh, personal stories, <laughs> even though I think all of my personal stories are boring but uh yeah so we'll definitely keep bringing more of that and here we go first on my list she likes to move by nerd Point oh by the roots. Jailbreak by AWOL Nation. Ah! 
Where You At by Papoose or by Joe featuring Papoose. What Becomes of the Broken Hearted by Jimmy Ruffin. Sign Your Name by Terrence Trent D'Arbe. I know I like a lot of old school songs as I do. So keep a light in the window by Solomon Burke. I just needed y'all to hear that uh that that brass right there. That's 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 nice. Paperboy, uh Diddy. I wonder how many people can actually sing that whole song because like I only I could still only do a few a few bars. <laughs> These arms of mine by Otis Redding. Solomon Burke is back on the list with so Cry to Me. Cry to me. 
That's my baby. I don't think y'all understand. Sublime Santeria. I can't sing. I don't care. Uh, Fire Through the Rain, Adele. We all know what that song sounds like. Yo Woman by White Town. Creator by Santa Goad. hits hard especially when you're not listening with over the mark mic that shit hurts hard in the headphones y'all already know this my one of my favorite songs word up by cameo by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. 
there's nothing more precious in the world that's why i love old school songs because there's something just innocent and just pure about them imax insomnia We was actually in Great Wolf Wolf Lodge and we was in the restaurant and they were doing line dancing. And I literally said, if they put on this song, I'm leaving all y'all bitches. I said, we're going to be tossing kids off the damn dance floor and taking over. Still don't know my name by Lambreth. my uh every celebrity crest song <laughs> i don't think this needs any introduction like vic and the wobble on to the next one by jay-z Bad Girl by Black Butterfly. This gonna be my hot girl summer song. Power Trip by J. Cole. Forever by Lambreth. Oh, 
that also hits hard in the headphones uh rockstar post malone And number 25, this is also my hot girl summer, Maggie the Stallion, the Stallion, thought shit. So what is your shit? Drop that below if you want to send feedback for our next episode. I thought we were going to do bucket list, but we'll go ahead and just skip that. Uh, <laughs> since that doesn't seem too much. I mean, we'll get to my bucket list. That'll be in the personal section uh, next week. Since we are already over more than 30 minutes, which is where I want to keep this podcast at. So when I hit the 45, I'm like, gotta end it. So... My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.